Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to your Tableau podcast. Hey, podcast. You are listening to your podcast. <laughs> That's to your. You are listening to the Tableau podcast. Hello. 안녕하세요. Bonjour. Ni hao. This is Tableau. And this is the Tableau podcast. Follow us on Twitter, IG. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Search the Tableau podcast anywhere. And you'll find great content. Okay, so today, um, I'm actually going to go through some of the DMs uh, that you guys sent to the Tableau podcast, IG. Uh, and also some stuff on our Discord channel. Yes, we have a Discord channel and it is crazy. All right. Uh, I realized that some of these DMs were sent ages ago. Okay. And I'm only seeing them now. So if you hear this, somebody's going to be like, dude, I texted you like four years ago and now you're responding. But, you know. Well, at least I'm looking at them now. Well, back in the days of the Pony Express. What are you talking about? You know the Pony Express? Diane, our producer, is saying something about the Pony Express. What do you... You know what the Pony Express is. The Pony Express. Yes. Is this... Is this, like, illegal? Oh, so you don't. Okay, I don't. Pony Express is how they used to send mail back in the day. Oh, like, it's a train? No, it's literally a guy on a horse. It's called oh, Pony Express. Oh, delivering your mail? Delivering your mail. And they would like come into town. And they would like have a bag and they would like find the person. This was like back in the 1900s or something? <laughs> no. Probably before yeah, automobiles, Yeah, yeah, yeah. This right? is like during like revolutionary times. Oh. Like 1700s. Dude, 1800s. I want to make a movie about um, one, of the, one of the guys that were like the postmen. Okay. Uh, this guy who's riding this pony... Express to deliver mail, right? Yeah. And um, so this movie is about this guy as the protagonist. And um, so one day, like, automobiles come to come into the picture, okay? And he realizes he's going to lose his job pretty soon. And the Pony Express is going to be done, right? Like, because who's going to send mail that way if there's, like, an automobile, right? Or, like, a plane. So this guy's like, shit, I got to level up. You know, I can't, I can't just, I can't compete with just this horse. Uh, He goes on this like adventure in the mountains and discovers a unicorn or or a pegasus. Okay. Whichever one is cheaper (laughs) to create with CGI. Um, So he finds this unicorn slash pegasus and he's like, huh. Let's see these automobiles compete with me now. Okay. And it's this amazing, like beautiful fantasy story about uh, just just a, a mailman and his unicorn slash Pegasus up against modern technology. Right. And one day he's riding his unicorn slash Pegasus to deliver like really important mail. Right. And this, this uh, letter is something involving like the war, right? Like it needs to be delivered like immediately. He's riding his unicorn slash Pegasus through like the fields and kind of flying over the valleys. And um, this plane uh, that is owned by the Wright brothers, okay, is like taking its first flight and just rams into the unicorn Pegasus. Just horrible. Terrifying. Uh, fortunately, the mailman survives, but the unicorn Pegasus is pretty much totaled. Okay? Why? Why does delivering um, mail mean so much to this guy, though? 
Because it involves the war, okay? No, 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 no. Not that piece of mail. Uh-huh. Why does he not want to be he, outdated? Why does he want to be the one to deliver people's mail so bad? Why is it so okay, important? Okay, well, here's the backstory. Here's the backstory, okay? okay. This, this, uh, this person that he loved with his whole heart um, passed away before he could deliver... Uh, a love letter he wrote. And this has always been like his big regret. And since ever since then, he vowed to never be late with the mail. Okay? This is like very personal to him. Yeah. And this movie ends with him um, like caressing the, the totaled unicorn Pegasus. <laughs> and he's like, he's crying. He's got tears in his eyes. Just looking at the unicorn. He's like, thank you for being on this journey with me till now. And as the unicorn breathes its last breath, um, the Wright brothers plane, you know, is successful for the first time, just flying over them. And then it turns to modern day, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's like a Boeing, you know, like a huge commercial airplane flying through the air and this little girl is on the plane and she's like there's no wi-fi on this plane (laughs) you know that's you in a wig yeah but you know what i mean like what a great oh my god i just came up with like a great movie okay this is going straight to netflix and no theater is gonna show this thing but honestly if you guys want to Option it. Give me a ring. Mm-hmm. So let's see some of these DMs. Uh, Arangjo. Arangjo uh, sent us a DM a while back. Saying, I love your podcast. Since Tableau is such a movie lover. Can you… <laughs> right after I told my crazy <laughs> Pegasus story. Um, since Tableau is such a movie lover, can you all do an episode about award season? Oh, God. Oscars, Golden Globes, and big snubs, etc. I don't know. Award season, like, totally stresses me out. You know, you know, you guys all know how I feel about awards. Um, honestly, you know, I used to love awards. Like getting them? Yeah, I used to love getting them. I used to love watching them. But, you know, at a certain point, I'm like, the biggest award is like, if you feel like you deserve one anyways, right? Regardless of whether or not a group of like old men, like, decide you deserve one. So a few days ago, I was in Jeju Island with my family, like picking fruit off trees with Haru. And at night, I was binge-watching that HBO show, Succession. And it was so awesome that I went online, I went on Twitter, and I was like, dude, you guys gotta watch Succession. And there were like a million mentions. So I looked, and apparently, at that moment, I had, I guess, you know, Epic High had just won an award. So Epic High won uh, the Best Hip Hop Rap Award at the Melon Music Awards. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was talking about some HBO show and people are like, dude, like you won an award. Uh, I know I just said that awards don't uh, define uh, success for us because for us really like the only recognition that we truly need is from the fans on a day to day basis uh, when they tell us that they appreciated our music or that our music affected their lives in some way. But we do appreciate uh, moments like this because we know that y'all made it possible. And also, I was told that we've been nominated for uh, almost every award show this year, um, which is great. Uh, We don't really attend award shows anymore, but uh, still, the fact that um, this is happening is great. And any award that we will ever get uh, from this point on... um, and all the awards that we got in the past, I mean, you know, 
it's actually your award. So thank you for supporting Epikai. Uh, thank you for supporting us this whole year. But uh, the most important thing is, did you see that new Black Widow trailer that dropped? Oh my God. When is May 2020 happening? Because I got to see it. It looks awesome. Florence Pugh's character looks amazing. Oh my god. It looks like it looks like Marvel made a Mission Impossible movie with the humor of like, you know, like the Ant-Man movies. It's going to be amazing. You didn't see it yet? Go, go, go. No, actually wait until this podcast episode is done and then go and check it out on YouTube. I need Marvel movies back in my life. Okay, 2019. It's been way too long without a Marvel movie. So, yeah, anyways. Thank you again. Thank you very much. Back to the scheduled programming. So, um, that's how I feel about it. But uh, I don't know when the, when the Oscars are. Oscars are usually, uh, they used to be always in January, but I think it was even like early March or it's February. It's like so okay, mainly February. I well, think. Parasite. Oh, yeah. Um, there's talk that Parasite is not only in the uh, foreign language category, but like just in the best picture category, um, just as a movie, right? Which, which I think is right, right? Okay, so the Oscars... Like the Academy Awards, um, they are the barometer for like great filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Okay, not that they should be. Um, here's the thing, though: if you think about it, the Oscars uh, are like a very local event, right? Yeah, because it's predominantly for like American films or American content um, for American audiences. And American judges to decide is great, like, worldwide. Okay? Uh, Which, uh, you know, obviously isn't true. Um, There's a lot of great movies all over the place. Um, There's festivals um, that are international. So why the Oscars uh, are, like, the epitome of, like, filmmaking greatness, I don't know. But something that they can do is stop doing the foreign language, you know, section, like, so that they can give, like, one award to, like, an entire world of great films um, and just place great films in the normal categories if they're great, right? And that's apparently what might happen with Parasite, which is amazing, right? I've seen the movie, uh, fantastic. Um when I was in Holly, I was in Hollywood recently, um, you know, just amongst a lot of filmmaking people, and um, they're raving about Parasite being like one of the best movies of you know the last decade. And American people don't like watching movies with subtitles. Oh, they hate yeah, they a hate word subtitles. to read. <laughs> they really hate subtitles, and it's not just be- it's not because like Americans, you know. Somehow Americans are the only ones that don't like reading subtitles. I mean, I can totally understand. You you go to see a movie because of the cinematography, like the scene and everything, right? And like the visuals. Um, it's totally understandable if you don't want to pay attention to like words. But like the written word. But um, uh, no one had a problem with the subtitles, right? And no one had a problem like watching this film that was in a different language because it had a message that spoke to them um, way more than some of the films that were coming out of, out of America. So uh, I'm glad that people love the film and hopefully, you know, not just because I'm Korean, but uh, because it's a good movie and should be recognized. Hopefully it can like really be a contender for the best picture and not just be a nominee just to have it there, just to draw eyes. Uh, if it's a nominee, I definitely think he should win. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of films this year, and I don't know of one film that I can name um, that objectively is a better picture. Yeah, well, uh, Parasite, you know, well, LA is also like, LA and New York 
are kind of anomalies, right? Yeah. They're not necessarily representative of like the box office behavior of the rest of the country. Yes. So I take it with a you know grain of salt when like all my friends in LA are like, oh, we love Parasite. It was a packed house. Everyone's talking about it because that's just Hollywood. Yeah. And it's a town full of pe- people who watch movies. But um, my friend told me in like freaking Walnut Creek, California. Uh-huh. You know, it's like the it's like the average consumer. Mm-hmm. She went on like a random Thursday night to and go it see packed. it. Packed. Yeah. It was packed. Uh, I really liked it. Yeah. So I can totally understand. And then Aquafina also had an indie movie come out, mm-hmm. and one of the actors on it might be nominated for best acting alongside um, who's the female lead in Parasite. There's many. There are many like, female leads. Well, there are, people were getting excited because it was like, oh, an Asian actor uh-huh. and another Asian actor might be each other's competitor uh-huh. for like best actor title. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm a, I'm obviously Asian, as you can see. Um, as two episodes. Yeah, I'm Asian. <laughs> two episodes ago. So I love that um, Asians are getting, like, huge recognition. Um, and it's growing as the years go. But, like, it's not just because I'm Asian. Like, I won't just support Asian content or, like, Asian actors or Asian mus- musicians just because they're Asian. Like… I am pretty objective like in that if somebody makes great content, what I'm just, what I'm saying is that if they make great content, um, they should be recognized regardless of where they came from, right? Or where, where this uh, content originated. If it's good and it connects to people and speaks to people and it's got a great message and it's executed in a masterful way, it should be recognized across the board. That's just the normal thing to happen. And that's all I'm a proponent of. Anyways, that's my thing about uh, award season, I guess. Here's another one. Hey, can you guys talk more about mental health and your struggles with it? I feel like I've talked like… A lot. Yeah, quite a bit about it. I mean, but not, I haven't really like focused, focused on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just something that's, uh, that's important to everyone. And obviously, I'm one of everyone. Uh, I have experience with it. So that's why I guess it comes out naturally sometimes when I'm talking about something else. Um, so this was from Yabby111. And she says, I suffer from mixed anxiety and depression as well as panic disorder. So I found solace when you talked about mental health and the way you coped with it in the last episode. Oh, I guess she sent this after the Disney Princess episode, right? Oh, well, you you talked about many things. Oh, I talked about the sugar thing too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I, you know, I, I've, you know, I've had conditions for like most of my life. So um, it's very natural to me. Uh, luckily I've been very open about it ever since I was a kid. Uh, I actually wasn't aware, um, although there was of like a stigma, like where I wasn't allowed to talk about it. Um, it, it was definitely there. Um, I grew up in Korea when I was little and then, um, grew up like in Canada, in the States. Um, and Yes, like nobody really talked about mental. Like I don't think there even was the phrase like mental health, mm-hmm. like or anxiety. Actually, like I didn't hear about anxiety attacks until like much later on. You know, like years and years after I experienced them. Even so, I didn't even have like a phrase to put to it because I didn't know. Um, but as with many other things. The stigma or whatever was there, but I just wasn't aware of it. And that's just the way I am with a lot of things, you know? That's why sometimes when I was a kid, like, teachers would say that, like, I'm just too crazy or too rude or um, just, you know, like a menace. Because, um, but mostly it was because, like, I just wasn't aware of things I'm not allowed to do. I'm supposedly not allowed to do. So I spoke very openly about things. 
sometimes that pissed people off. Sometimes that scared people. But I guess mental health was one of those things. And you can see from like Epic High's music, um, like our first album was released in 2003. Um, so I made that album like in 2001 too. And we speak a lot about um, like mental well-being uh, on the album. So even back then, um, it was something that was important to me. I remember my first, like, not my first, but like my huge anxiety attack though. Because it happened like near Itaewon. Um, and this wasn't my first, but like this was the first time that I was like, oh my God. Uh, I was in a car with my manager headed somewhere. And as we were passing by Itaewon, like I suddenly like felt like I was going to die. Like, like I was at, like face to face with like in- imminent death. Was there a trigger? Just I have, out of nowhere? No, just out of nowhere. Mm. So I, I was like, stop the car, stop the car. And he stopped the car and I got out of the car and literally like just like sprinted across like the Itaewon streets. Just kept running, right? I have no idea what, what… I was like, I have no idea what I'm running from. But like, I feel like I'm going to die. And I kept running. Um, and then eventually I stopped and I was kind of okay. Um, I, I ended up in front of like this bar, walked in and just ordered a bunch of beer. Probably wasn't the best idea. And just like, you know, just chugged them down. Um, but like, I felt like I was going to have a heart attack. And, um, I don't know. I remember that. And that was like while I was working on music and stuff. So, um, yeah, like. That that freaked me out. I don't know if any of this helps, but yeah. Um, so here's another DM. <laughs> Smooth transition. <laughs> Hello, Tableau. Just want to say I love your podcast. My question is, why are people so disconnected? Even though we are all connected by our devices. How do you keep your relationships strong? Uh, relationships strong in this new digital age. This is actually this actually is a tra- like a smooth transition because um, I believe that um, like our phones and social media and like technology, um, big 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 reason why such a spike in anxiety and like such a spike in. Um, like desolation is occurring. Yeah. You know, because like I, I noticed that like over the last 10 years, you know, having these uh, devices and having this technology, like I, I don't know if it's like just a coincidence, but just a lot more people dealing with anxiety and panic attacks. And um, I always, because it, I don't know why, but I really liked uh, statistics when I was mm-hmm. in high school, like math. Mm-hmm. And so you learn a lot about like causation and correlation. Yeah. So like, it's not that this makes this, mm-hmm. but it they're related and uh-huh. there's a strong relationship. I I wonder, I don't know if I actually believe it, but I wonder if it's not that, you know, there's more stress and more anxiety, but there's just more exposure mm-hmm. and knowing that, people do have it mm-hmm. like makes you aware I think, of it. I think there's a possibility that there's always been high rate a high rate of stress anxiety depression amongst people there's just more we're if, now in a culture where sharing is better and you can say it you through can, more platforms and you will meet and come across people you never would have without social media to mm-hmm. be so aware that i agree that's happening i agree yeah um but also like social media, I think, um, like social media media companies truly benefit off of your anxiety though. Yeah. Right? Like here's the thing. Like you post something on Instagram, right? And if you're not anxious at all about that post, and I mean that in a like – so if you're not anxious in a positive way, or like negative way. So if you are anxious, you will come back to that post. 
Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? You post something and even though you're not like… Even if you're not like totally tripping out about it. Like what are people going to think about that picture I just put up? Um, the fact that even mildly or like subconsciously… You're anxious about it. Mm. Um, about the feedback. Even if it's like a positive… You know… Anxiousness. Or anxiety. Um, that anxiety needs to be there for you to come back to that post and see what other people are saying. Right? Which is how you… How these companies keep you glued. Right? And I'm not saying that like… The creators of Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram like intended to use like human anxiety as like bait, right? But um, I think that's just something that naturally happened Um, because yeah, like if you don't have social media at all, right? You're just dealing with… the anxiety that occurs in like real life, right? In society, uh, in human interaction. But you're, if you have social media, you're adding to this, you know, normal like real life interaction, another layer of interactions mm-hmm. where you are constantly anxious about that feedback. Um, and, and they profit off of it. Instagram actually might get rid of public like likes, likes right? right? Yeah. Which you know is like a huge half measure though because like <laughs> um the you know like you can't see someone else's likes but you can see your own, right? Which will make you check more. Okay, so here's my theory, right? They're getting rid of it supposedly. Oh my god, I feel like my Instagram account's going to be like destroyed. Because if somebody at Instagram is listening, well, I'm not. I'm just saying. So, their thing is that they're getting rid of the likes because it's causing too many problems, right? With people like comparing and, and people, buying likes. yeah, and um, it's causing, you know, mental unwellness. Okay, but here's the thing: like, if the likes disappear, but you can see your own, right? Won't you be more inclined to keep checking how many likes you're getting? Because right now, because they're visible, honestly, I don't remember the last time I actually even like looked at how many likes a post got. Because it's always just there, right? And when something is right in front of your eyes, um, of course it can be bad. But if it's constantly there, like you tend to like learn to ignore it. Yeah. Right? But it's when something is not visible. Um, that it becomes dangerous sometimes. It's just like prejudice, right? When it's in your face, it's horrible, right? When people are like just saying it right to your face, that's horrible. But at least it's right there in your face where you can confront it and you can deal with it or you can fight that person and um, argue with that person to make them realize why that's wrong. Yeah. But when it's under the surface, when it's hidden, right? When it's like something that's not visible and it's just inside them, no one will confront them. No one can, mm. right? Then that's my theory, right? So like, um, just like that, if likes are like hidden, but it's visible to you, you'll be more inclined to see it. And also the comments are still going to be there. Right. Yeah, and I think comments are yeah. the what's actually and very the comments damaging. are the bigger problem. Yeah. But because the likes aren't there, if you're gonna be inclined to look at the comments now to see how well your post is doing, more inclined to do so, right? Mm-hmm. And you're gonna have a lot of people reading these horrible comments. So I don't see how getting rid of likes is truly like for our well-being. I also wonder if it's gonna inhibit people to like things less. Like like pr- actually pressing a like. Because mm-hmm. they don't see… Like the number the go effect up? Yeah, they'll it. probably leave like a comment. They'll, they'll leave a comment or I'll just scroll past it. There'll be yeah. less interaction with it. Which is like whatever. Like I don't, I don't personally I mean, care. But some other people may care like brands and stuff. This whole tactic is about… Um, 
advertising though. Yeah. Yeah, it's like because a lot of IG influencers, um, because of the likes, you know, they're getting um, endorsement deals like directly from companies as opposed to through Instagram, right? And Instagram probably wants to maintain their profitability by, you know, having all advertising and endorsing go through them, right? And that's probably why they're getting rid of of these visible likes. Is there a sponsor that you would like to get? Even though I know you don't use your social media like that Uh on on purpose, actively. I've actually said no to like every single endorsement. But if there was one that you could get that you were like, would be like shamelessly like yeah Plugging? fuck yeah like fuck yeah I'll, i because i want that like uh-huh. um, is there anything like that that you'd be like whatever like at that point like i'll totally do it uh like uh if i i guess like um some marvel stuff <laughs> like if they invited me on set to see like the filming of the marvel movies Make a cameo? Yeah, even make a cameo? Dude, my Instagram is yours. <laughs> take it. I will give you the password. Just take it. Kevin Feige, just take it. Disney, take it. Take it all. You know how like there's like children, like actors who have like account run by mom? Yeah. Yours is account yeah, run account by Yeah, run, account run by Kevin. <laughs> take it. Account run by Marvel. Oh my God. Just take it. Take it. So like… Is Rukia sent this DM, right? So um, her question was though, like how do you keep your relationship strong in this new digital age, right? And like the easy answer would be, you know, just unplug. But that's, I think that's like, I don't think that's like the, the, the real like helpful advice, right? Like detox. Um, I've tried it. I've actually gone like two weeks without social media or my phone. And actually, it was pretty fantastic. Um, I actually had to do it not out of choice. I went somewhere where like my phone didn't work. Like there was no... See, I burped. Hold on. (laughs) There was like no phone service. Okay. And the internet didn't work. So I ended up just, you know, scrapping my phone and it was like on an island. And, um, I thought I was going to go insane and I was going insane for like the first day. But after that, like, I didn't even think about the fact that I wasn't using my phone and I was, you know, having a great, great time. Although I was like constantly drunk. Um, Which probably, you know, it's probably a good thing that I didn't have my phone. But after the two weeks, you know, I felt like I can go through life without being attached to a phone. But I, I returned immediately, right? Um, it's just, you know, it's just not feasible to completely detach yourself from any digital, you know, device at this point. And um, I've thought about switching to like a 3G phone, like a flip phone. I think about that right. I thought about it all the time. I even try to get this uh, phone that's online um, where you can only send email and texts. The thing is, I would not be able to work. And it's not an excuse, right? Because every day I'm being sent something with video that I have to edit or like I have to okay. Um, There's just so much that is dependent on these devices now. That it's actually, you know, when some like older person is like, you know, just get off your phone. You don't need smartphones. You don't need technology. You know, that's the only way you're going to go back to like real life relationships. That's just not feasible. It's just not realistic. And it's too much of a like an easy answer, right? So if you want to like maintain um, like human relationships in this digital age, you just got to learn how to like… you know, how to deal with the digital age. Also, that's under the assumption that all your close relationships are people that are, like, physically nearby. Mm-hmm. Like, true, true. It's a it's a humble brag, but, like, I think between you and I, we've lived in, like, Multiple different places, places, yeah. And we've made really strong relationships. And the only way to maintain those is by being, like, seeing what they're up to literally in their daily life yeah. via social media or something. Yeah, yeah. So. Very true. Um, 
One thing I do try to do though, like when I hang out with friends, um, I try not to use my phone or be on my phone uh, and to like be in the moment. You know that like mindfulness thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I try to do that, but I'm the only one. <laughs> that's the problem. Like, I feel very lonely. And that's probably what Isrukia is going through, right? She, that she sent us this DM. Like, yeah. um, I really don't know. We have to all figure this out like together. There are many, many activities that you can do. This is actually something I learned through like having a daughter. Mm -hmm. Um. Because although Haru has access to like an iPad or like a phone or whatever when she needs to watch something, um, she's still like running around. You know, she still wants to do things that make her move and make her like physically and actually do things. So she likes, you know, going to make cakes, cookies, like riding horses, um, you know, just doing very, very many like activities that don't require any device at all. And because of that, I started, you know, doing more of those activities and I'm on my phone way less. Although I am snapping pictures of those activities, right? But at least you're, you know, actually doing something. And the thing is with like adults, um, especially the adults around me, I don't know if it's just us, but like, we rarely do anything that's actual and physical anymore. You know? Yeah. That's what it seems like. It's like um, people get together and they watch like a movie together or they watch Netflix together. Um, they Somebody says something and they're like, oh, let me look it up. And then, you know, end up looking up things for like half an hour. Um I don't see… I haven't had any moment where like… Other than like drinking. Which is like… Something I would prefer not to do. Right? As an activity. Um, I have rarely had a friend call me… And say something like… Hey, let's go… Ride horses together. <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I want you to say… Bro, let's fucking ride. Yo. Yo. <laughs> no, let's so, go yo, ride. So there's this… uh. There's this place with a bunch of horses. Let's ride. Um, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. unless you're like an outdoor type, uh, that rarely happens where like someone's like, let's just run around or let's go to the park or like, let's go to a museum and where you can't take pictures, right? Because everything there is now digital. Um, but what I'm saying is, try to do more physical things, I guess. That's the best we can do. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to say just unplug your phone. Or just turn off your phone. Because that's just too easy of an advice. Like I've heard people say that. And it's just… I read this one article where like… A, I think it was like the Wall Street Journal or something. And this reporter um, went like a month without her phone. And did like a vlog about it. And like what happens. And wrote this huge article. And at the end of the article, the conclusion was, um, I hated it. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. She was like, she was like listing all the reasons why it was great because she had gained all this time finally. And like, she was able to like explore things. She was like, um, like there was output instead of just input. And at the end though, she was like, but I fucking hated it. <laughs> so I'm saying, you know, like we're living in this age, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Um, this is, it is what it is. Um, we just gotta, you know, make a collective effort, I guess. <clears throat> that article was like, it hit me That's like, so funny. yeah. Something I do try though, is in the morning when I wake up for like an hour, I try not to be on my phone. Yeah. And um, that is like life changing. Uh, just for like an hour. Because whatever email or text message has come to your inbox or your, you know, whatever. Katok, um, during the night. It can wait one more hour. Right? So just let it wait half an hour to like an hour more. 
and just wake up, have coffee or cereal or whatever, or just look out the window, um, or exercise, grab a book, or just lie, still lie in bed, just thinking. I charge um, my phone in the kitchen. Oh, so you have to go and get it, right? So like I leave it in the kitchen and I go. Okay, I assume you don't sleep in the kitchen, right? Huh? No. Okay. Because it would be weird if you were like charging in the kitchen, but you were also sleeping there. Yeah. But this also means now I just don't sleep then. <laughs> okay. But I, I, that's, that's something I like try to do. Yeah. Right? Because um, the minute like you wake up, if you're on your phone, like your brain is still not like functioning properly. Uh, your brain is still not adjusting to the real world and it automatically enters the digital world. And your day is basically stuck there. So maybe try that. I hope this helps. I don't know. Um, and this is kind of related to the digital age, I guess. Uh, Wacky Cashew. Great IG handle. Uh, so Wacky Cashew says, You know those like spam calls and spam emails? Um, she broke down like she or he. Uh, Broke down like the types of spam emails that they get. You usually get these scenarios with calls, emails, and texts. One, you're getting arrested. So you know, you know, like those fraud emails, mm-hmm. or like those ones that try to like scam money off of you. Yeah. Have you? I've gotten tons really? of these. Yeah, like like tons of these. Um, so. Wacky Cashew broke it down. One, you're getting arrested. Two, you've won a trip or cruise to blank. Three, the rev the Canada Revenue Agency or the IRS or whatever is after you for something and you can be in legal trouble. Four, someone needs a lot of money or you're inheriting a lot of money. And five, your bank is contacting you for personal info. Dude, I don't know why, but um, some of these emails, like they don't try hard enough. <laughs> like they do the bare minimum, right? Yeah. Where even in trying to scam you, they didn't put the best people on it. Because I got this one email that is like, it was like one of these inherit emails, right? You've inherited, like, for example, you've inherited $900,000. Please send $1 million to this account. I, I literally got an email like this. Okay. The numbers are different, but for you to get some money that <laughs> you apparently inherited from someone, um, you have to pay more than the actual amount. And I'm like, dude, this person's not even trying. This is like, this is just stupid. Oh my god, you suck at your job. Like, you're not gonna scam anyone doing this. Dude, check out this email I got, okay? Okay. Respected receiver. Good. Okay. Uh-huh. Red flags already. Tell me really okay? mm-hmm. Red flags already. <laughs> Respected receiver? I mean, it's not like, it's not even like dear customer. Respected receiver? What the hell does that mean? Please read this attachment because it is really important to me. That's what it says. Wait, wait, turn the phone to me. What? Okay, so obviously um, this attachment is probably like, you know, probably has like a virus or something, right? But they're like, please open this attachment. And then, you know, they're trying to scam me. So they're writing this email, okay? And they also sent it to like 300 people, okay? I mean, have you heard of BCC? Dude, like don't put 300 people in your email and make me think like I'm a respected <laughs> receiver. But this person's like, please open this attachment. And they're like trying to come up with a reason, right? That'll get me to open the attachment. And they're like, because it is really important to me. I don't even know who you are. Why would I care that it's important to you? <laughs> Uh, there are other ones that are like, this is crazy. There's like this really long one. And they're like, we want to invest in you. So send us this amount of money. What? What? 
I mean, actually, it's it's a good thing, of course, that these people are stupid and horrible at their jobs, so that people won't get scammed, right? We don't want them to get better, but like, I think it's funny that they they are shitty people and they're so shitty that they're shitty at even that job you of know, being shitty. I, I like think... how shitty can you be? Like shitty, 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 shitty. <laughs> Um, you know, but but what the scary version of that that is like real is hackers who send scam emails to hack your um, yeah, and if you open socials, it, like if you open you an attachment, yeah, because uh, Instagram has a lot of those, obviously, uh-huh. and you'll get an email that looks a lot like what like Instagram would send you, and uh-huh. it'd be like, and it'll say someone's trying to get into your account. Click here to confirm your email yes. or say whether this is you. And that in itself is a scam. Yes. But I had, I've had, i had like real like people trying to hack into my Instagram and uh-huh. Twitter accounts all the time. Mine. Yeah, I've had. For uh, I've you, actually I get, been but- hacked. So, you know, I've been hacked. But luckily, you know, nothing huge happened. But it happens a lot. Yeah. What happened when, with you? Like they didn't actually get in though. No, they never got in. But… Oh Hello, my god! Good morning. Oh my god! This scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I was like, "Did my phone just get hacked and they set off the alarm?" Who is that? I don't know. This is nothing. Oh. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a it's an alarm telling me to take pills. Okay. I have to take some pills. You can do that if you want. Yeah. Is well, it it's your... okay. I'll take it right after this podcast. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, people all the time, and I was always confused by that because I understand celebrity. Like I understand why people want to hack celebrities uh-huh. for whatever reason yeah, they want to so do. that they can put up like a crazy picture and like yeah. ruin your career. Or come on, or like publish a drafted tweet that's problematic or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I mean, you can if you want, like, but what you you ain't gonna see anything interesting. Like if you think you're, there's some juicy details in my DMs. Of me tagging restaurants that will never sponsor me or give me free food. Diana, I feel like you're using this moment to, um, you're using this opportunity to say something. What What are you talking about here? What restaurants? Huh? Love. So Diane Kang, that's your handle, right? Yeah. Okay, so Diane Kang is like, go check out her Instagram. If you guys own a restaurant or a cafe or like a travel agency… Go check out her Instagram because she has exquisite taste in like food and like just travel in general. So if you guys want to like sponsor her for some reason, uh, she would, you know, shout you guys out. And she would like, you know, she will like very secretly a very like, you know, she will slip it to me so that I will have to shout it out on the podcast. So if you have like a bakery or like a… Like a dessert place and you want to sponsor you, free food to Diane Kang, if, please reach out. If your restaurant somehow got to the idea of a crab pot pie before I could make it, I would love to talk to you. Diane, I think at this point you should just start your own podcast on Dive <laughs> Studios. I'm like, No, I'm serious. And then just do like food and travel until you get like all the free food and travel you can take. I listen. I don't drunk tweet often, uh-huh. but twice in one weekend I did. Uh-huh. That I, you know, you wake up, you don't remember doing that. Oh, you, you gotta not do that. No, it's scary, right? Because yeah. you're like, what did I say? You know, <laughs> both times were about food, <laughs> and it was at, both were at five forty in the morning. The first one was it profound like was it like philosophical it was i kept it up because i still stand by what i said uh uh-huh. what did you say but it was ho- horribly written very poor like, grammar spelling you're mistakes like, you're but like the, pasta no 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 not even that it was like articulate though so it was like it pasta was, is it was clear me having like really intense thoughts about it about food but one of them was it literally said every restaurant need before you open should run your menus by me because I'm, <laughs> I'm running into a lot of issues where I'm flabbergasted by the menu options. So, Diane, yeah. you're saying you'd be okay with the one billion restaurants around <laughs> the world all sending you their helps, menu? If it helps. Because sometimes… That's a great res- drunk text. <laughs> it was a tweet, but yeah. I said, a drunk tweet, I said, yeah. every restaurant needs to run… Their menu by me because apparently I'm the only one with the taste that people can trust. That's what I wrote. Basically, anybody uh, <laughs> that is drunk and on Twitter becomes Kanye West. 
<laughs> yeah, you know I get I mean? really confident about yeah. my food taste. And he's sober and he's doing all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, like about drunk tweeting and drunk IGing because of, you know, like now you can like actually broadcast yourself on Instagram, oh, right? Yeah. So something you guys need to do that I've done for a, a long time now is when I know I'm going to be drinking that night. When I'm on the way there, I actually just delete my Instagram app and my Twitter app, right? And hopefully, I'm too drunk to go into the app store and download it, right? And like log in. Yeah. But I always delete it um, just in case, right? I probably wouldn't post something crazy, but you never know. And also, this goes out to people who Instagram live without a point. No, without telling your friends that you're Instagram live, like you're Instagram living. Oh, with them, like yeah. in the room. You know, like so Korean you're hanging people, out Korean with people. Do that. A you're lot. hanging out with your friends. Yeah. And they're on their phone, right? You assume they're just shoot, shooting like a video or like you know taking a picture, which is fine, but they're literally Instagram living, right? I mean, come on. Tell your friends you're going to Instagram live before you Instagram live, dude. I mean, isn't that like common courtesy? Yeah. But there are tons of people who just Instagram live all of a sudden. And I'm like, what the fuck? The Korean people do that a lot. No, everyone. There's a lot. There's a whole epidemic of people Instagram living without telling their friends that they're doing so. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Narcissism. It's just crazy. Know. I mean, like, just shoot a video then. Like, why do you have to live broadcast without telling the people that are going to be in it that they're in it? It's just insane. Live streaming etiquette. A friend of mine did that while we were, like, at a, at a, like, a beer place. And all of us were drunk, right? And he's like shooting something and I'm, I look and it's Instagram live and I'm like, are you seriously doing IG live right now? And he's like, yeah, I do it all the time. And I'm like, well, then you're not my friend anymore, dude. Like, <laughs> what do you mean you do it all the time? That's just insane. That's like having like our personal like paparazzi here. Mm -hmm. And like not that luckily, you know, nothing bad happened. Yeah. But like if somebody here was saying something, was saying something and you started Instagram Graham living without like any context, you could seriously damage this person. Yeah. Right? I mean, come on. Wait, wait. Diane, uh, so Diane found another drunk tweet that she did. I've done this read at it. least. I want you to read okay. it. Okay. Well, I've done drunk tweeting about food at least three times where I wake up and I don't remember. Yes. The first one was, um, y'all, it's 425 and I'm eating my vegan lasagna, watching TV, and everything is good. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody and then Diane. My vegan Telling lasagna. people how great her vegan lasagna food is. <laughs> and then… Uh, Yo, drunk tweeting about food is the best. That's the only thing I do. People text their exes. People subtweet. People go on rants. <laughs> yeah. I get so hungry that I will leave parties. And people will text and be like, where did you go? And I'm like, I'm home and I ordered $30 worth of KFC. Dude, that's… Yo, drunk <laughs> tweeting about food is the only acceptable, acceptable thing. Yeah. Uh… So, and then recent, more recently at 6.20 a.m. 6.20 a.m. Mm -hmm. That's embarrassing. <laughs> 6.20 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> you were still tweeting about food? <laughs> I tweeted, <laughs> yo, if ice cream appeared in front of me, that shit would hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. <laughs> I turned into like a frat brother Dude. when I'm drunk and hungry. Well, you are interesting <laughs> as hell when you're drunk. And then… Um, Next time I'm bringing like a bottle of like champagne or something. Dude, you're going to eat real good then. Because I… Not only do I eat a lot, I'm generous about it too. I um, think you should publish a book of uh, drunk texts about food. Like drunk yeah. tweets about food. Uh, a bathroom book. It's like at 5 a.m. Uh, the next day, 5 a.m. <laughs> I tweeted, I would like every restaurant to run their me menu by me first. 
feels like I'm the only palette that people can't can trust. But I was drunk, so I accidentally wrote can't trust. Um, I can't be bought unless it's like for a house or something. Diane, <laughs> I think you have um, I think you have problems. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so like over forty eight hours, you are drunk texting about restaurants oh, this, and food. No, 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 because it was Halloween weekend. Well, that doesn't explain everything. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've done drunk texts before. Yeah. Or, dr- I mean, drunk tweets before. Yeah. But my drunk tweets are like um, super inspirational. Or like emotional. Yeah, like, su- but super like hyper optimistic. <laughs> like the type of drunk I am. Yeah. Uh, so back in the day, I had like this thing where like if I drank, I would cry and stuff. And I become uh, like super like super emotional. Yeah. So like people like didn't like drinking with me. Yeah. Um, and I, I also became very negative. Yeah. And luckily I fixed it because um, when I started dating my wife, like she hated it. And she asked me to fix it. And I did. And I think I overcompensated because I went in the complete other direction. And for the last 10 years, anytime I'm drunk, I'm like, Super hyper happy. Yeah. And positive. Yeah. Okay. To the point of maybe annoying. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm like the the biggest inspirational speaker like alive basically when I'm drunk. And there's absolutely no negativity in me. Uh, And usually I only drink to celebrate. Right. Or I drink and celebrate because I'm drunk. Um, and anytime I drunk tweeted, it's like messages of great inspiration and like hope for the mankind. Like, I love you all. You guys can make it through the storm. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, my fans didn't notice it at first, but some did. And anytime I post something, sometimes I'll be sober and I'll post something really inspirational because I felt it. Yeah. And they'll be like, Tableau, are you drunk? Yeah. And I mean, the time will tell also. Like, yeah. what time you tweet. If it's it. like, you know, 5 30 a.m., <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like, you know, rainbows and clouds and unicorns and pegasus. Yeah. Um, that would be weird, right? Yeah. Let's look at one thing on Discord. Yeah. And then end this podcast episode. We'll have to come back to. So we're going to go into our Discord account and look at some of the sub- submissions. Mm-hmm. We've never actually done this before, right? Yeah. Okay, let's look. Uh, Diane said there was a good one. Yeah, so in the uh, Tableau Podcast discussion channel on the Discord, uh, user Drade, D-R-A-I-D, mm-hmm. today uh, shared a story about his weird teacher. Oh, weird teacher. He was like, I've I've had so many weird teachers. I remember in eighth grade, my English teacher just pulled out a can of fish from his bag and starts eating it during an exam. And it wasn't cooked or anything. It was raw. So, and then they wrote, so I got to go and sleep now. Was this teacher a walrus? Huh? <laughs> what? Did I miss something here? Just pulled out. A can. A can of raw fish? Yeah. And started during, eating it? During an exam. That. De- they sell cans of just fish? Wherever this person lives, I believe so. Is it Alaska? I don't think it's America. I mean, what do you mean? Like just a can of like just fish? That is pretty strange during an exam. Yeah. Uh, that is very distracting. Uh, I've had some weird teachers in my lifetime, but I think mostly they would say that I was a weird student. But… um. I do remember in college, uh, one of my creative writing professors, um, he was like a writer and he wasn't Tobias Wolf, just in case. People are like, is he talking about Tobias Wolf? No, not Tobias Wolf. He's not the only professor I had. Mm -hmm. Um, There was another professor who was a very, very good writer. He had like a novel out um, and he really liked me and we got along and he was usually very talkative in class and it was great. And one day, he comes in and we were supposed to start, you know, the class. And she, he just like breaks down. Okay, He's like, guys, I have to tell you something. And we're like, no, you okay. Don't. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, my life is a fucking mess. Right? 
And then starts telling us all these things he probably shouldn't have told us. You know, about like what he's going through. And he's just melting down in front of us. Uh, and I was like, I was like, what do I say here to this guy? Right? Because everyone's just like, what the hell? Right? And just keeping their silence. And I'm like, this guy's obviously like, you know, breaking down. Somebody needs to say something. And I was like, yo, um, I mean, like, it's going to end up as a very good story. Right? Mm-hmm. And he looked at me like I was the biggest <laughs> asshole ever. I agree, though. I know, but he was just like, that's that's really supposed to make me feel better. Um, I don't think he returned to school the next year. Yeah. So um, something like… It wasn't like anything like, you know, incriminating Crazy. or anything. But it was just pretty bad. Hmm. And at, that was the first time I realized that like, you know, teachers break down too. Right? They just usually don't do it in class. Yeah. You know, they usually do it in their own time. And it was very late into the game that I realized that, you know, teachers and professors, they're human as well. Um, they're human just like us. And they go through that kind of thing. And actually, um, there's a short story in my short story collection called Pieces of You that um, is sort of inspired by that experience. Um, it's a very, very… It's a short short that I wrote. And it's about like a teacher um, just… And the stuff that he's going through. But, you know, he can't show it. Um, yeah, so… It, I'm not trying to like plug my book or anything. It's been out for a long time. I wrote that shit like when I was 19. So that's like a long time ago. Uh, I'm not trying to plug it. But I told him as solace, it's going to be a good story one day. And, and it, was your it story. became my story. You made money off of It became my story. story. I profited it off his pain. Oh my God. <laughs> I just realized it actually. Oh my gosh. Um, Sorry. I almost said his name. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Anyways, uh, I don't know if this helps, but I think… I think it is good advice though. Like, one day it'll be a good story. You know? Um, when you're going through stuff, like, tell yourself that, right? At the least, it'll, it'll be a good story. Even if you're not a writer or a filmmaker or a mus- musician or whatever. One day it'll be a story that you can laugh at. Um, that that you can like go back to and be like, yo, I was once there, but now I'm here. I'm much better, you know? So that's that's like advice I try to tell myself as well whenever I'm going through stuff. Um, somehow this all wraps around. Today's podcast is crazy, um, but it all wraps around. And that's what I would tell the mailman on Pony <laughs> Express. As he's caressing this completely like totaled uh, unicorn Pegasus. And he's like crying and he's like, what do I do? That's what I would tell the guy. I would pat him on the back and I'd be like, dude, uh, if anything, this is going to be a kick-ass story one day. (laughs) I'll see you next week on the Tableau Podcast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.